Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5-1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Have some uh, more uh, minor breaking football news, Gordon. The Las Vegas Bowl has been canceled. Oh, has it? Due to the ongoing health pandemic, says Bruce Feldman, the Las Vegas Bowl has been canceled for the 2020 season. I wonder how this, how is this going to affect the other bowl games, and will more of them fold up before the time comes, so that a whole bunch of teams that otherwise would qualify for bowl games will not be able to play in one? I wish they'd just do what the the New Mexico uh, New Mexico Bowl did, and just move. Where'd the New Mexico Bowl go again? Frisco or something? Yeah, Frisco, Texas. Why not just move? Go somewhere else. Still no, have a game? That might be complicated, though, man. How would that be complicated? You just need a field. It's not even like you need stands anymore. <laughs> yeah, but what about all the stuff that you do in conjunction with the bowl? Well, Maybe none of that's You mean all the drunken year. revelry? I think that, uh, I don't know if that's necessary. And probably not advised uh, under these conditions. Let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, former Ute Christian Cox back with us on the big show. What's up, Christian? What's going on, Jake? Hey, Gordon. How you doing? Uh, Christian, you are a Utah guy, but of course, uh, pay attention to the college football landscape. What do you think about the idea of BYU adding Coastal Carolina this weekend? Uh, I Listen, you got to take on someone better than no one. And, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm a Utah guy, but if you look at the coaching staff at BYU, Aaron Roderick recruited me. Uh, Elisa Tuiaki was my running back. I was a freshman. He was a eighth-year senior at Southern Utah when Gary Anderson recruited me. And uh, Kalani was my D coordinator at Utah. Jason Ayu, Chaz Ayu's father, who's on staff, was my D-line coach with John Pease. So, again, very connected to the program, even down south and I want them to be successful. And playing a game, Coast Carolina, they're ranked uh, in the eyes of the playoff committee, who's pretty smug, which it's apparent, right? All the other polls have BYU in the top 10, but the coaching, I mean, the, the college football playoff committee really was digging their heels in against them. And uh, if, do they have a legitimate shot of getting them on the schedule and playing? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it looks that way, certainly, uh, according to reports recently. Hey, I have a Would question that... for uh, I have a question for both you guys in that regard. Can a, can a team have any kind of communication with the committee, or is that a complete no-no? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think you can. I have no idea. The, the committee is – I'll just say this. How can, you, how can you have a committee of people – not have biases against certain teams and conferences. And again, I'm not saying the BCS is a better solution. Never. How about just a classic eight seed playoff? That seems fun. But again, you'd still have the bias of getting people in. I'm just like, how is the only institution, right? You have an NCAA playoff. You have a NBA playoff. You have the NFL playoffs, which is so fun. You even have high school playoffs. It just, 
seems so fitting. Why cannot college expand it past four and move it to eight or 12? And I get it. It's all money driven and tradition, but how nice would be to have just eight teams play just a classic quarterfinal, semifinal, final. That's all. Because, because you're making way too much sense. I don't think logically like that. I know. And there's money, I guess. I just, I don't know. I, I listen, I, the, the, the way I feel about BYU has shifted over, you know, I haven't played them in 10 years. The, the rivalry shifted. And, and again, the strength of schedule is hurting them, but I think BYU should be, you know, at least 10th, 9th, higher than wherever they're at right now. And the, the one I saw was 14th. So, you know, Coastal Carolina, if they can go on the road or if they come up here, I think it would be – they need games and they need uh, – it would be perfect if it was like Oregon or Oregon State or – not Oregon State because, I mean, Utah would play again. But whoever it may be, they need to play a game. So, Christian, give us your read uh, about the Utes from the Washington game. A tale of two halves, right? But uh, give us kind of your takeaways. You know, were you guys – I was surprised. I don't know if you guys caught Kyle's – presser the on monday but i was you know i was pleasantly surprised on how optimistic and upbeat he was uh i took it pretty personal again it was just a game that this utah team is young and you wanted to see progress from week one to week two uh you saw that in the defense you know the defense held them to 250 yards passing i think or 80 yards rushing or so but you have a lead at halftime 21 to zero. And if you don't put up points in the second half on the road, it's hard to win. And really those same challenges of what, you know, led to the demise in the USC game just kind of reared its ugly head. And, you know, Jake Bentley ended up throwing for only 140 yards, but two costly, you know, interceptions. Um, and I think really what was, you know, and he's a young kid, Ty Jordan, great running back, but, the play that everyone knows and we can reference is you can't turn the ball over when you're in the red zone, you know, about to score. And if you come away with a field goal, you know, you at least tie and go into overtime. But if you score a touchdown, which Utah went in position through the game, you would believe that they would, they would score a touchdown, but just came up short. So again, turnovers again, I don't know what the stats are on the season, but it feels like they have eight or nine turnovers and hard to win games. I uh, like that. Um, so, um, but I, I was surprised. I will say this from a defensive side. I, I'm, these are young kids out there and you know, the, they were putting up a, a good fight and um, that Washington tight end, great player. Um, but it, you know, it's, it's hard from a defensive perspective. You put together a really solid game, all game. And to, when you have two minute and they're driving, there was a play, I think it was third and 10, that they had a big completion that if they just got out of the, out of that third and 10, they would have been in a much better situation. But just some mistakes and uh, got improved. And you got two games left on the season. How does that? How weird does that sound? So, Christian, if you were a coach, how would you handle the turnover thing? How would you go about that? Would you yell at the guys? Would you encourage them? How, how, how do you avoid that? You know, you hear some you hear some people say, some announcers sometimes say, "Well, this is a a, a team coached by so and so. They don't make mistakes like that." Oh, really? How do they get that point across? Yeah, and I again, I'll, I'll go back to what Kyle said. I was 
he's he must be getting older and he's softening up and he's shifting. He's he's you know where I thought he'd be very piss and vinegar and kind of you know angry after the game. He was actually upbeat because that's what the team needs. They need some positivity because I, I think offensively they're limited, right? It's it's apparent without a quarterback. Like bless his heart, Jake Bentley is a, a great kid, great quarterback, but I I am seeing haunting versions of John Hayes 2.0. And I love John. But you know what John did? He at least led him to a 7-5 and five season, and they won a, a game against Georgia Tech in a bowl game. But uh, I expected more from Bentley just as a, as a transfer. And, again, hopefully that's not coming across too harsh. He's been thrust into it. But I just expect more as an older player to, to be able to, to, you know, execute, not turn the ball over. Kyle's point was, hey, if you harp on it too much, and I've seen this, you, you harp on a mistakes – or a certain you know issue, and you're oh hypercritical. That's all they think about, and it exacerbates the problem. I think his exact term was, you know, you don't want it to become a self fulfilling prophecy. Uh, but I would do. I'd add a period. Simple as that. I'd add a period for the running backs uh, to do ball security, and I'd make them stay after and do more ball security. And no, no more than that. You, you keep talking about it, it; it'll be a problem, but. Again, you know, that what's the catch on that other side? You don't talk about it and pretend like nothing's a problem when you have nine turnovers in two games. So, you know, it's, it's a fine line. you got to, you know, decide on how you want to handle that. I personally would add a period and talk about it more. Jake, are you noticing how Christian is agreeing with your take on what you saw of the Kyle Whittingham after? Well, yeah, after I mean, the- Christian's a smart guy. He's, uh, he always and has I, been. Hey, I didn't even hear that take. That's yeah, good, see? Take. Great right. minds, buddy. Great yeah. minds think alike. Uh, <laughs> I want to flip over to the other side of the ball. Let's talk about the defense. Uh, of course, it's young, and we've talked to you about that before. But they've they've had good moments, and they've made some mistakes. But I'm curious, what if you were um, advising the coaching staff, what would you say to tighten it up? Yeah, well, again, the things that we see, right, we see in the end of the game, and there's lots of tape that we can't see over – you know, this ABC version, like you really can't like we're, we're so limited from a fan perspective. It's not even funny. Like I go back and I think about, you know, the, the view you get from two film views, you get a back view. That's like the eye in the sky never lies. Legitimately. You see everything you can see who's standing out. So we, we really can't see a lot, but we see, Oh, uh, Richie young safety, Last play of the game, he's out of position, gets beat on a one-on-one, they lose the game. That's what people remember, right? Oh, Ty Jordan taking a fly sweep and fumbling. Like, those are the things that you remember, right? Uh, But from a defensive perspective, I I just liked that they were winning the line of scrimmage, but those two tackles, Pututaus, he is a a force. Who I thought would have a better season, and again, I'm not calling Mika Tafu out, but I, I thought he'd get more pressure. They're not getting a lot of pressure with the with four guys. They're having to bring two extra. Uh, but the, the the safeties have been really good, and the corners have been like, again, Shreeshaw doing a great job, but just young corner talent, great speed, and they're not giving up massive, massive plays. It's just it's a young team. And, again, why this is going to be good is for next season where – you know, I, I look at the defensive side. Defensively, you know, Utah runs its same scheme. Um, my philosophy is sometimes different. Sometimes you got to be aggressive, but you you reap the pain of being too aggressive with blitzing, 
and you're leaving your guys on the back end solo, and it's easy to get completion. So it's like, how can I, without having all of the film and watching it, like Morgan is aggressive. Morgan likes to call an aggressive defense. There are times, maybe I'm getting older, you know, I'd, there's times I'd be more zone and conservative, um, you know, especially in uh, with a redshirt freshman quarterback that he's bound to make a mistake if I have people in the right zones. But it, again, this is Uncle Rico, armchair quarterback. I don't have the, the data. I don't have the film. I'm only watching on ABC. Christian, can you explain why the offensive line would be able to be as effective as it was in that game in the first half and then struggle to some extent in the second? Is that purely adjustments made by the Husky defense, or was there something else the Utes might have been able to do? Yeah, wasn't that crazy, though, just like moving Nick Ford down to play center that they could get that big of a put? Like, that was what, again, we want to talk about positives. Like, it was so good to see them. Husky defense, notoriously, you know, we go back and watch the last five years. They've won the line of scrimmage. Their safeties and linebackers fly through and, you know, limit the run game uh, from Utah. But when you become more predictable in the second half, Utah went more conservative because you had a 21-0 lead. Uh, Your run plays are predictable. Uh, It's easier to pin your ears back. But, again, like Jake Bentley, he – how they got their scores, right? All three touchdowns in the first half weren't throwing plays, right? Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Well, actually, Brian Thompson, I think, caught one. It was on play action. So, Jake Bentley run in, I think a Brumfield touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. But in the second half, when, when you're not – again, Bentley is he's not a runner. Uh, the pocket breaks down, and when you're forced to – it's again just basics it's third and eight and you have to throw and you know washington had such good edge pressure with three guys that would be the only concerning part that i would be worried about it's like how was washington especially late late in the game uh utah couldn't even block a cowboy rush a three four base type uh you know drop eight so it's just because utah became too predictable and um, played more conservative. And if I'm Andy with, with Bentley as well, I, I think I would have done the same dang thing because I don't trust Bentley yet. And I don't, I don't know if I will. And, but you're, you're, that's your roster, you know, but again, someone needs to be accountable, but you recruited him. That's your guy. Um, you know, Cam rising is hurt. There was a real competition, but I, I, I just, again, and I hope he's not coming off way too harsh. I'm just surprised I expected more from Jake Bentley coming from South Carolina and SCC. And what I've seen so far is, yes, he's, he's, he's a good leader. Yes, he's talented. But I, I expected more zip on the ball. I expected more command. And it's, it's just it's average. Christian, before we let you go, we're trying out a new nickname for Austin. And we want to get your opinion on it, all right? Okay. What, what do you think about uh, Captain Good Time? As a, as a nickname for Austin. Okay. Um, do we, give me some more. <laughs> oh, just you know, you know, Austin. He's got some bad luck, and uh, you know, yeah. he's he's sometimes goes the negative route. And we we figured maybe a maybe a a, a positive nickname will will create maybe like a you know like a, a good we're a changing. good vibe tribe for Austin. Uh, you know? Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna shift the the beams of the universe yeah. to start giving him some good luck. Okay, good times. What? 
Plus, Captain Goodtime is just a rad <laughs> name. I, listen, I'll just say this. Every interaction I've had with Austin has been extremely positive. So well, that's because you're much I, bigger I, than me. Huh? That's why I'd say that's why I'm saying I'm just shocked he has such a bad string of luck. I ended up listen, I apologize. I had COVID a few weeks ago and I was late or missed your show. But he did offer out of the sweetness of his own heart. He's like, Hey, I'll drop you off some food. He didn't have to offer that. That's pretty cool. So, uh we, we we heard that, Christian, and uh, hope you're feeling all right. How's how's everything? You doing all right? I'm doing good. good. Family's good. Good. I'm I'm in the clear. I'm on day twenty, so I'm fine. Good. That's good. good. I'm glad to hear it. And uh, yep. hey, buddy, we uh, we appreciate you coming on with us as always. And uh, yeah, Captain, good time. Think about that. Okay. For a, all right. All right. I'll I'll think about it. All good right, to talk buddy. To you. See ya. That's that our friend was, uh, Christian Cox. That was a nice gesture on your part, Austin. Uh, you know. Yeah, well, Austin. There's, there's, nice there there's some goodness there. I told you. Of course, there's goodness there. Christian and Hans think I'm a great, nice person. Right. It's because I'm terrified of them. Because they are big. Yeah. They both are big. <laughs> in in a good way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm big, but not in a good way. Well, it, it, yeah. I mean, oh, big in a good way, except for when Hans comes at you and you, you're worried he's going to pull your arm out of your socket. I've always right. thought Austin was built like a linebacker. I think that's a good thing. I don't know. It seems a little backhanded right there. What are you yeah, No, no, no. I don't mean it backhanded <laughs> at all. A li- linebacker is 10 pounds away from defensive line. So. <laughs> and in my head, I'm more 10 pounds away from, you know, being a uh, uh, backup quarterback than the starting quarterback. So. When you say to someone or you say about someone, they look like a linebacker. That's a good thing. Muscular, stout, well, strong. When- well, which gender? <laughs> yeah, my ex-girlfriend uh, didn't take she too kindly, you know. Oh, man. She gave me a forearm shiver, and that was it. Okay, Gordon, here, here's an exercise for you. Next time okay. you see Lisa, will you say, you know, hon, you're, you're built like a linebacker. And then will you, will you tell us how it goes? I'm going to go do it right now. Are you really? Yeah. I'll can you get, remind uh, me of Brian Urlacher? No, can you can you no, tape it no, I'm somehow? Gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I don't know if I. I'll, let me just go try it, and I and I'll report back inside of like two seconds. Hold on one second. I'll try. He's not gonna live. Well, he's not gonna do it. Uh, there was a picture uh, on Lisa's social media the other day where she's power lifting like 700 pounds above her head. Gordon's gonna die. He's going to die. Well, I I don't think he's gonna do it. Oh, well, let's see if we can. He's talking to her. Oh, no, she said. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How'd it go? I couldn't find my wife. And I think she, I don't know whether she's here, but I tried it on my daughter. No, no. Didn't go well? Not, not a good thing. You told your daughter she looks like a linebacker? (laughs) Well, I softened it a little bit. I said to her, I said, what would you, how would you react if I told you you look like Oh, that doesn't even count. And plus, your relationship with your daughter and your relationship with your wife are obviously very different. I mean, you're like, you're supposed to flatter your wife, right? And that, that's not a flattering comparison. Well, no. I mean, who's going to say anything like that to a daughter? You I, just you know, did. The, well, well, that's why I sort of cheated a little bit on it, because I... 
if I'd gone in and said, man, honey, you really look like a linebacker. Yeah, see, that, see, that defeats mm. the purpose to soften it. Like, yeah. what if I yeah, were to I, say, it, it you need to go right in there, I, and you got to do it with a smile on your face like you're complimenting her, but those are the words that well, come out. Well, you got to understand, my girls are, are very athletic, and they're very muscular in many ways, and uh, so they do take strength as a sign of of a compliment. Um they don't want to be some twiggy little, uh, you know, blown in the wind kind of thing. They, they're, they're strong. They're strong women. But I think a linebacker, for whatever reason, carries carries it. Uh, I don't know, too far. But uh, I, I, I couldn't try it on my wife. I probably better so. Agreed. Uh, Brett McMurphy with a report here. Uh, Lincoln quarterback Malik Willis tested positive for COVID and is out versus Coastal Carolina. Liberty still plans to play at Coastal Carolina, but situation remains fluid with Liberty University Ugh. awaiting further tests. So uh, there you go. That's so the this all could be just a false alarm. We'll get to uh, more coming up next. Poor choice of words, by the way, on fluid there or when we're talking about COVID, you know. Oh, I didn't pick that up. Right. No, probably. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Captain Good Time. Captain Good Time here. (laughs) More next. (laughs) 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thanks to Christian Cox for jumping on with us in the last segment. Always a pleasure to uh, catch up with our good friend Christian. Uh, college basketball going on right now, Gordon. Uh, just bringing up the um, the scoreboard here. BYU is in action, and uh, they're playing St. John's. They're currently up 56-49, to 49, apparently shooting the ball uh, a little bit better today uh, than they did yesterday. Utah is uh, currently preparing to take on Washington, uh, who just lost. In fact, Washington, Gordon, has uh, two games uh, before they play uh, Utah this week. So they're going to play three games this week. They lost to UC Riverside today, 57-42, to 42, to fall in 0-2 on the season. The Huskies may stink. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see how it goes. It's early yet. That's the thing about basketball. Who was it? Who, who was the coach? Who who used to always schedule uh, games uh, early on, especially tough ones, so that it would prepare his team for for rugged competition later in the year. It was Stu Morrill. No, it was the guy. What's, what's the guy's name who used to coach at Louisville? All the Denny Crum. You're gonna just jump right over my Stu Morrill joke? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. That's funny. I mean, you know, um, they they got some powerhouses in there for the Godner, Gosner Food Classic. Do they still do the Gosner, the dash for the or what? What are the chase for the cheese? I don't know that that's the official name. But. The gallop for the Gouda. <laughs> it, that's Gordon lunchtime nickname. Oh man, it was Gordon's favorite basketball tournament, the Gosner Foods 
classic. Uh, okay, I, love, I don't. I love, I, that, I love that squeaky cheese up there in Cash Valley. I love that stuff. So uh, Washington, Utah, scheduled for uh, Thursday. That game will tip off at uh, at four o'clock. So the college basketball season is here. And uh, they're giving it a go. And you, did you see the uh, the story today that Utah was dealing with nine positive coronavirus uh, cases on their basketball team last week? Wow. That's substantial. So could be, though, and this, this feels weird, really weird, but it, it randomly could be the best case scenario for Utah, actually. Get some of these issues in the rearview mirror. Maybe you're able to play going forward. Are you suggesting that uh, some sort of herd mentality uh, or? No, 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 no. Just that, I mean, the CDC right now is saying that basically your chances in the next three months of being uh, re-diagnosed with coronavirus are extremely low. Uh, And now there's actually the CDC is talking about pushing that out to six months. So in theory, the CDC says that you don't even need to test those guys. Hmm. So they got those coronavirus issues. I'm not talking about heard whatever within the team. I'm just talking about that those guys had it and aren't going to get it again. Meaning they're not going to get it again in the middle of the college basketball season. I thought you could get it again. Um, uh, Is that only after, like you said, only after the three-month period? Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm just telling you, I'm no doctor there, Gordon. I'm just telling you what uh, the the (laughs) CDC guidelines are. And right now they say three months, and apparently they're uh, thinking about pushing that to six months. Well, uh, let's just hope that the vaccine is effective and it gets to as many people as possible as quickly as possible. But you, you get my point here, though. Yes, I do get your that point. That randomly, that these these players, they're not going to be playing without them uh, during the season, mm. where all this issue. I mean, it, it gets back to what? Who was it? Uh, LSU. It was uh, Coach O. It was like, well, the teams have all had it already. Well, we've already. All- the COVID, so we're, we're immune for the rest of our lives. So good times. Moving on. Should have most Very of our good, players. Kept good times, so we were all we got the clearance. We're good. <laughs> Austin's Coach O is pretty good. It is really good. Captain Good Time really here with good. Coach O's. Huh, Coach, how do you pl- think your kids play? To- oh, they play better than French on the shrimp boat and then on the, on the bayou the shrimp boat. <laughs> shrimp boat. <laughs> His interviews are the best. <laughs> Captain Good Times or uh, Coach both, O? Both. No, that, that Coach O interview where he stopped, paused to yell at his team to shut up is is like one excuse, of the... Excuse me one second. Hey! I'm doing the media over here! <laughs> so, so funny. What was your question? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> stopped to yell at his players for a minute. Be quiet. <laughs> he is a character. Yeah, he, he certainly is. He... is. Is he under any extra pressure even after the success of last year for the way that team has played this year? Well, there's some off-the-field scandal, too, that's really not good. So, I don't know. Yeah, on-the-field failures are are probably just uh, another ingredient. I don't know if you followed that story, but it's not unlike some others we've seen. It's really terrible, actually. And you're not talking about Odell Beckham pain? No, no, I'm talking, you know. (laughs) Some more serious issues we've seen at other places like Montana Ugh. and Baylor. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, but uh, that is a funny clip when he stops to yell at his players in the middle of a uh, media session. And I do like Austin's uh, impression. So, Is it uh, – if we played the actual sound, would it live up to Austin's impersonation? 
Uh, I don't know. Do we have that, that sound? We'll I'll look. look for it. All right. I, I'll look for it. Thanks for ordering up some more work for me to do. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I Googled it. It's like the first thing that comes up on Google, so it shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> Are there any... Uh, what did you Google? Coach O yells bombs? at players during... Are any bombs in there at all? I don't think so. Not if memory serves, but that's what the dump button's for, you know. Well, let's let's play it. Let's hear it. He's working on it. <laughs> Captain Good Time delivers. Here you go. John Henry, another, another great young man from Destrehan, Louisiana. Hold on a second. <laughs> you can hear Boy, the I'll tell you, they sure they complied in a hurry, didn't they? Got like a library in there all of a sudden. Well, you can hear the coaches in the background go, "Hey guys, shut up!" <laughs> uh, oh, there's more. I stopped it early. Uh, is there more? He goes back to it. Hold on. Uh, great scrimmage. We wanted to get bigger. I'll stop. Hey, stop the ball! Stop the drill! I'm having a press conference. Thank you. <laughs> Stop the balls. Stop the drills. I'm having a press conference. Thank well, you. We can practice football anytime. We got a press conference going on here. <laughs> Thank you. Austin, that may be your best. It hurts, though. Oh, really good. It hurts the old windpipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure it does. All right, we've got the Not Sports Board coming up on the other side. Stay tuned. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. In the Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey guys, Jake here for my friends at Zero Res. And of course, I've been talking about Zero Res for years. I've been having them come out to my house and clean my carpets, and they always, always, always deliver. And it's uh, another great year end tradition having the guys from Zero Res come out and clean right before the holidays, get things all cleaned up and looking good. Of course, no soaps, no shampoos, no residues left behind that is a zero-res tradition. And because there's no residue, those carpets will stay cleaner longer. And if you clean here in December, they're going to look great well into 2021. Of course, the process not only can clean your carpets, but your tile floors, your upholstery, uh, even at the office too. And they've got a great deal right now if you give them a call, 801-288-9376. Tell them Jake from The Zone sent you. They're going to hook you up. Just $33 per room cleaned. And if you schedule three rooms, the fourth room is free. So call today, 801-288-9376. That's 801-288-ZERO. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Captain Horton, Captain, oh my captain. I might like Captain Austin better, but either way, you are my captain. And you are the captain of this show. And they should salute you, my captain. I'll salute you. Captain Good Time. Not with that finger. <laughs> That's our boy, Captain Good Time, running the good ship lollipop. 
uh, producing today. It's time for the Not Sports Report. Uh, it's brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Well, I got two, uh, but they're short. The first one comes from Australia. A man who is out uh, diving uh, fought off a hammerhead shark with his camera. <laughs> and how will you one-up that story? Uh, I just know not at all. I just wondered, uh, you know, if it was hard for him to focus. And then uh, there's this one, and I was excited kind of to tell the story. <laughs> and then I read that it actually happened five years ago. <laughs> but that was a little nugget at the back end of the story. But I... It is. It caught my attention nonetheless. And there's a video that's uh, a video that's uh, also available if anybody wants to watch this online. But uh, it's not for the faint of heart. Okay. Do you guys remember the story of a deer who was romping around in the backyard of a Colorado Springs sub- suburb, uh, a house there, and. Uh, in just a regular neighborhood. And this deer, you know, uh, Jake, you know, we have deer in our neighborhoods, right? Mm-hmm. Austin, do you have deer in your neighborhood? Yeah, sure. Right. You know, they prance around. Sometimes they may eat your tulips or whatever. <laughs> but but uh, this deer was uh, just having a romp around in the backyard, and a bear appeared and went ahead and ate the deer. That's what in the backyard. That's what bears do, right? Yeah, but in in the, in the next to the swing set. Well, I mean, aren't bears spotted in neighborhoods quite frequently? This is this and, is and pretty, bears eat deer. This this is a pretty this is a pretty aggressive. Oh man, I can't. I can't I'm not gonna watch that. I'm not gonna watch that. This, uh, the deer what, what's the bear supposed to do? Well, rules of engagement. If yeah. you're by a seesaw, I can't eat you. <laughs> and it's in. This is in what Colorado? Yeah, Colorado Springs. Well, there's there's bears. no laws there. My brother lives in Colorado, and he <laughs> ran into a bear hiking this summer. <laughs> ran into a bear. Well, I saw one. Uh, they just walked in the other direction, tried uh, not to appear alarm or, alarmed or whatever. But yeah, it's the mountains of Colorado. Well, a, a very good friend of mine and a friend of yours as well, Jake, uh, who also lives in our neighborhood, had uh, he had he has one of those cameras uh, by his door, and he uh, he uh, filmed. He didn't do it himself, but the camera did. Filmed those three cougars that were walking around in his backyard, chasing a deer. I think they killed a deer too. And when when I found out about it, I. I texted him and I said, "Ah, don't worry about it. It'll never happen again." And like two weeks later, he said, "They're back. Three cougars in his backyard again." Yeah, there you go. See, uh, be careful t- around uh, the wildlife, buddy. But see, but see, I worry about that because people, for instance, walk their dogs uh, in the morning and at night. And what do you do if you're out walking your dog and you come face-to-face with a cougar? Remember that video of that guy who was out running on a mountain trail? And he's uh, talking to the cougars. He's backing away from it. That's scary stuff, man. 
Well, uh, you know, that's when the time comes. I would suggest sacrificing Fido before yourself, but you know. Well, if you're, <laughs> if you're, I understand it. If you're out in the in, in in nature, you're in their area. But don't these critters know that when you're in a neighborhood, you're in okay. This is people territory now. You don't need to see a bear mauling a deer and next to your above-ground pool next to your teeter-totter? This is people territory. They're not up in the mountains. Huh? Actually. It's it's probably more their territory than yours, really. Still? I mean, even if it's in a big neighborhood? If he Uh wants it, he can have it. I'm just telling you. Uh, He didn't build a house in his habitat. (laughs) It just just worries me. And so if you like to take walks... at very you know different times during the day or at night, uh, be careful out there. I don't know. I don't know. What would you do if you came face to face with a bear? Mm, uh, I would. I would uh, put as much salt and pepper on myself as I could muster. It's. I. I have a friend who was mauled by a bear. He was lucky to live. It was bad, and he was. He always told the joke that. Uh, you know how fast you have to be uh, to, to outrun a bear uh, if you run across one. And he said, "Not faster than the bear, just faster than whoever you're with." I've heard that joke. It's true. Yeah. What was what was your friend's name? Bob Lunch? <laughs> no, this wasn't because I'm not. Huxley, I, I don't it? think. Yeah, it's it's one of those. I'm sure. What? Uh, what? Can I bring? No, uh, we, uh, no, this is true. Was it a Jellystone Park? Did he have yeah. a, a picnic basket? <laughs> right. No, it was, it was up uh, near Jackson Hole, up in the Teton area, up there. Ranger Smith wasn't good enough, fast enough to get there, huh? All due respects, Mister Dunn, who who survived it. So, I think he's uh, called in before. Actually, can I uh, can I bring up a story that's somewhat sports related and an old story? But Austin and I were laughing about this off the air. Okay, you can infringe on my not sports report time. That's I'm fine. not infringing. You just told two stories. I'm just asking All if right. I can talk about this. Sh- sure. What's the Go matter ahead. with that? Nothing. It's just sports related. Look, as the captain, maritime law says, go ahead. <laughs> no, we were just laughing about this. I, 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 I hadn't thought about it for years. But after, uh, so Ole Miss was playing in uh, the Peach Bowl mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago, and uh, they lost to TCU 42-3. to but an Ole Miss fan uh, went out partying after the after the game because it was New Year's, mm-hmm. so he went out and mm-hmm. uh, tied a couple on Gordon. And after mm-hmm. the party, uh, called an Uber, uh, which is obviously the smart thing to do, to go back to his hotel room. He got into the Uber, Gordon, and uh, felt a little sleepy, uh, fell asleep. But what he didn't realize before he uh, fell asleep in the back of this Uber, uh, because he was in Atlanta, that's where the Peach Bowl is, he actually put in his home address into the, the Uber thing. So when he when he woke up, he was uh, he was on his way home to Mississippi in the middle of the state of Alabama. <laughs> That's going to be quite and a bill. His isn't bill it? his bill was nine hundred and eight dollars. <laughs> Jeez. Isn't I have to hand amazing? it to the I have to hand it to the driver willing to uh, go to extra lengths to get uh, get the customer. He had to have stopped for gas. At well, least. that's a that's a that's a big payday right there for that Uber Uber driver. He yeah. only needed one client that night. For but can you month. can you imagine that though? Waking up and you're like, wait, where am I? I'm not a, I'm not at the Holiday Inn in downtown Atlanta. 
Hey, where are we going? I'm driving you home to Mississippi. Wake up and think someone's kidnapping you. Who, who are you? Where are we? This what? this doesn't look like downtown Atlanta at all. This looks like the middle of nowhere, Alabama. Well, that's where we are. Oh. <laughs> And he has to pay that, or had to. I it's assume it said in this story he was trying to, I don't know, appeal. How? Or whatever. It, there can't be an appeal. What do you mean appeal? I can't go to the grocery store on cough medicine and, and buy eight hundred dollars worth of corn chips, and then the next day call the hot the the grocery store and say I was on cough medicine. I didn't need to buy this. Uh, Uber has contacted Martin and reduced the fare, so they Boo. made they made him pay something. What do you mean, boo? It was a mistake. The Uber driver did his job? Listen, you should try really hard to not pass out in the back of the, you know, taxis or Ubers or those sorts of things. That's probably not a good thing to begin with. Can I add in one more story? I I, I saw this earlier, and I I was going to use it, and then I uh, I got distracted by the bear attack. But did you see that Kelly Clarkson's ex-husband is seeking $436,000 per month in their divorce settlement? Wow. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. In addition, in addition to a $2 million fee for uh, amount for attorney fees. You know who her uh, his his mother is, right? No. Reba McIntyre. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Messy, messy, messy. Uh, nearly $450,000 a month? Is it, didn't Dr. Dre's ex go for like $2 million a month or something like that? I don't know. I just, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm not making a judgment one way or the other. I don't know exactly what, what happened. Or, well, she uh, should just or, call Uber and get that reduced. Because apparently that's you how can, things work. You could think you could buy on 436000 a month, Austin? Uh, no, but I would only work part-time after that. Yeah. What's that work out to? What is that, about $5 million a year? I don't, I, I don't know. 460000 a month? That's more than $5 million a year, isn't it? That's half a million a month, right? So, no, $6 million, something like that? Yeah. Didn't how much did uh, did what's his name uh, uh, the guy who ran uh, who's the richest man on the planet? What's the guy's name again? Jeff Gordon Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, remember his wife when he got divorced? Didn't she? She become she became like the seventh richest person on the planet or something. Yeah. Well, I'd prefer to see people stay together if it's at all possible. If it's not possible, then. And get a good lawyer and get as much money as you can. All right. uh, Coming up next, we're going to talk to David Locke. We'll get his thoughts on the jazz camp starting and what he's heard thus far in uh, media availabilities. Uh, David makes his weekly stop by the show. Coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.